0: You can't mimic somebody else's success. Your path is going to be different from everybody else. You can't just copy somebody's steps in exactly the same order and hope that the same thing will happen to you. So the important thing is to find something that you're really passionate about. Give it 100% of yourself and work hard. Things don't happen overnight.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Golden Hour Podcast, produced by The Polar Pro Studio. Today's guest is business owner, blogger, photographer, model, and ex-accountant Anya B. With over 116,000 followers on Instagram as well as a very successful blog, Anya has been able to build a business around her brand. Fashion, finance, fitness, home decor, and technology are all topics she covers on her blog as well as on her Instagram account. Through brand deals and working with large clients such as H&M, Samsung, Tom Ford, J.Crew, and Pandora. Anya has been able to make a name for herself as somewhat of a fashion icon and personality. Together with her husband, Tyler Stallman, who we recently interviewed on the Golden Hour podcast, Anya makes all the images and content across her sites. It's really quite amazing how Tyler and Anya have their own personal brands, but they also work together as their own production company. I had the pleasure of interviewing Anya over Skype, and thanks to Tyler for helping us get everything set up perfectly. Before we get to the interview, I'd like to let you know about our back catalog of great shows. We've had so many incredible guests on the Golden Hour Podcast, ranging from YouTubers to foo photographers to film composers and everything in between. So after the show is over, check out some of the amazing past shows and download them to your device to listen back later. All right, without any further ado, let's listen in on my conversation with Anya B.
0: I don't know anything about audio, so every time I do video or, or sound, Tyler yeah. sets it all up for me. <laughs>
1: Well, he's uh, quite the master. I mean, he he set me up, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, although I should learn because then if I need to do something on the fly Uh and he's not around, I'll be screwed.
1: All right. Well, yeah, I guess we could start then. You ready?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. What are we talking about?
1: Just you, your life, your your creative journey, uh, creative partnership with Tyler it's cool. um, I think it'll be fun because uh, we, you know, we just did Tyler's um last week, so yeah, is that uh, think, out already? Yeah, it's out. It came oh, out. I should
0: I should listen to it. Maybe it's better I don't. Then you'll get the raw and real. <laughs> <Yes>. perspective.
1: <laughs> exactly. Obviously, on his podcast, we talked about him mostly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we did touch on what you guys do together, and uh, I, yeah, I, you know, I'm a fan of Tyler, and I've been following him and like the tech camera world for a while and I somehow was completely unaware that you guys do this together so
0: (laughs) oh yeah I we we keep we keep things pretty separate but it's weird I don't know it's a I feel like we've been doing it for so long that it's always a weird thought to like all of a sudden just be like okay well how do we combine everything and make it known that we're doing everything together I don't know I feel like there's a Place for certain things and Mm -hmm. like with my work obviously there's less interest in the gear it's a weird world because like you're a freelancer it's sort of like you can take whatever direction you want Mm -hmm. but the more you spread yourself out then the harder it is to sort of like hone in on any specific things so like all of a sudden if I was talking about editing and how to use gear and stuff then I would feel like I'd be walking away a little bit from like the fashion and the, I don't know, like the creative aspect of it. Um, And then obviously for Tyler, like, although I always do tell him that he needs to share more of our work that doesn't have (laughs) to do with gear. Like we take so many amazing photos all the time and videos and stuff, and there's really no place for it other than my Mm. platforms uh, to live and... But yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, you you build an audience that is interested in one specific thing and you want to cater to what they want to see.
1: Well, I think uh, maybe if you guys did like behind the scenes photos while Tyler's doing the shooting, you know, that could, you could do, he could do like three or four of the images of you and then one or two BTS photos. I think that would probably work well. But yeah, yeah. You know, he's yeah, kinda... it's
0: it's funny with behind the scenes stuff too because we're so like in the zone when we're doing it, and then by the time we're finished, we're like, okay, we're just excited to tear it down and move on <laughs> to the next thing, yes, you know. Um, but I think it's like. That would be a job for like a third person to come in and sort of mm-hmm. take those photos for us as we're shooting it. Um, and we're always trying to to build the team and uh, we always have like a, an assistant or somebody else working with us. So I think it might be a good place. Have
1: you thought about doing like a vlog on your channel? I mean, you've posted you've posted videos on your channel, but, yeah. uh, you know, like consistently having some sort of vlog in that way or.
0: Yeah. So I actually really hate video. (laughs) 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 I I just like we were just talking about it yesterday. I mean, I love when the final product is awesome, but it takes a lot longer. Obviously, it's a lot more detailed. Um, But it's also for me, it's like there's no way of capturing it, of like taking it And having it permanent somewhere, like we're just working on a couple of books. Uh, We're just like, um, we print out these books of our feeds uh, so that we have a permanent record of everything. Uh, And I was just thinking about that today. I'm like, all these videos that we're taking, there's no way of capturing it. And, and yeah you know, boxing it away to see it some, you know, at, an, <laughs> at another time or, or something, if you just want to quickly reference it. Um, so yeah, I really dislike that part of video. Um, the storytelling, I totally get, um, it's, it's funny cause it takes longer, but it's also a much quicker way of conveying a lot of information, uh, which I do like, and which has been very helpful in what I've been doing s- during this quarantine, especially, cause I've been, uh, doing a lot of interviews with sort of creative professionals talking about, um, talking about money. So talking like speaking about things that are super different from fashion, but my background is accounting. I used to be an, I used to be an accountant for six years. That's what I finished at school. Um, and money's always like a really big thing for me. Um, and like, I'm really organized. So anyway, I've always wanted to talk to people about that, but never really had a reason. And this quarantine happened and I'm like, well, this is like, people are really going to want to, to hear about other people's experiences. Yeah. And I feel... And I also feel like a lot of people our age, um, younger professionals, people that are just coming out of school too. Nobody really talks about how to save money, how to manage money, um, what, what you should be spending money on and where you should be trying to, um, sort of be more frugal where, where, what is worth, what is worth the hard you know, the dollars that you earn so hard and, um. Yeah. So that was just kind of something that I was working on. Anyways, video was perfect uh, for that. And, and I mean, like, you know, it definitely would be great for, like you said, behind the scenes and other, other things to, to sort of talk about the work that we do, but we just work so much. And to add that, extra aspect of it um like you were talking about vlogging uh it would be great but like you know at the same time like I'm doing Instagram stories almost every day I try to as much as I can so I feel like that's almost like a vlog so to be doing a vlog on top of that I mean where do you draw the line of like social (laughs) media and life you know
1: yeah no seriously and I think if you had maybe an employee that full time, like just followed you around during the workday and did a vlog, yeah. maybe, maybe that'd be possible. But also, is it worth the extra expense to do all that? You know, and then yeah, like yeah, you said, absolutely. Kinda... I mean,
0: I, I definitely think so. I definitely think that it is worth the extra expense. And we've it's something that we work on a lot. Like we try to find people all the time, but I don't know why maybe we don't maybe we don't put ourselves out there enough. Like we don't advertise that we need help or something. Um, But also because we travel so much to have, to have somebody travel with us all the time is also hard because then you have a third, it's never somebody that would be doing it full time. We really need somebody to be with us every second day or whatever. Um, Unless we had like, uh, you know, unlimited amounts of money that we can just hire somebody to be like, literally just be with us. 24-7 um, but that's another that's a conversation for another time maybe yeah. maybe once the quarantine finishes and then we get to thrive again <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah like uh, for example uh, Logan Paul he has I think two or three editors that live in his house and then he's yeah. got like two or three shooters that are filming him all day and then they like drop off the memory cards to the editors as they're filming and then yeah, yeah, overnight yeah. the editors like edit all night so that by the time Logan wakes up you can approve the video and then it goes live. I mean,
0: yeah, if you have exactly. a machine that's, like that. That's what we need, totally. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I also almost think like, you know, when, you, when you're at a point like that, those people probably maybe grew up with you doing it. So they started yeah. with you when, when, you know, nobody was really getting paid and, mm-hmm. uh, and you were sort of growing the business together versus now us we are at a certain point and we need to bring somebody in, somebody who might not necessarily know us or whatever. So like their priorities are different from ours. And it's just that like, what's hard about the creative field is that you just need to find somebody that really meshes with your sort of uh, priorities and what you need to see, you know, at the end of the day. Um, And it's hard, especially when you're like, I mean, we're in, Uh, we're in the, like in the mountains, in the Rockies, in Calgary. Um, and you know, we're, this is where our studio is. Um, there's not a lot of people here that, that stay in the city that want to do these jobs. They Mm. usually go out to Toronto or New York. Um, and we need to, we need to find somebody that's sort of on the ground, right?
1: Yeah. Well, you got Jordan Drake and, uh, uh, what's, uh, Chris Nichols from the camera store, Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) yeah. Totally, totally. But they're all always working on like their own (laughs) projects too. So it's like that's another that's another layer of it all too, is then you bring in somebody and they need to have you know, for you like as an employer or whatever, you don't want them to have any outside projects. You want them to just focus on yours. But the problem with creative people is that everybody always wants to do their own thing and sort of fulfill themselves creatively in many different ways. Um, yeah, so yeah, again people. it's like it's like this magic not yeah. it's this magic formula that you need to find in somebody.
1: <laughs> I've had uh two editors and two shooters work with me over the last couple of years and both of them have told me that well, I mean one in particular, he's like, I don't want to be a creator, I just want to work for somebody who is that yeah. person. So I mean there are people out there who you yes, know absolutely. are editors. You just have to find them. You have to find them. <laughs> Yeah, and moving yeah. to moving to L.A. or New York helps because there's a lot of yeah,
0: them. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. And so like that's another thing that we always talk about is I think our our long term goal is just to be in L.A. full time. Um, you know, one because California has the good weather, oh, yeah. um,
1: the beaches, but also yeah, and then and just the community. Yeah, community exactly. That's the yeah. I came from Nashville, Tennessee. I was uh, born here, but grew up in Nashville. And yeah. moving here, I've only been here for about three years now, and it's been a my career has really grown just through the connections and yeah, um, it's a real Crazy. thing. Yeah, cool. location.
0: I, I we want to see Nashville. We haven't been there before, but oh, you would um, love it. It's so fun. I'm, like I love cowboy culture and all of that. So <laughs> yeah. uh, country music and stuff. Yeah, There's I a really ton of country I feel like music out there.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, it's yeah. too much. I, I don't like country <laughs> music, so uh, oh
0: well, there you go. That's, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, I mean.
1: For, for people who are familiar with your work, what, um, how can you kind of sum it all up for people who, who are new to to Anya B?
0: Yeah. Um, so I always say that we, I mean, Tyler and I together are digital creators. I started off, um, so my background is my creative background is in modeling. So I modeled when I was young, um, and still do a little bit but i started when i was 14 um and when i you know when i turned like 20 24 tw- from like tw- year 20 to 24 um i was doing a lot of um a lot of creatives a lot of like fun projects with friends photographers that i have met um and i started finding my own voice in fashion um and i just I got tired of always being the, like the hanger for the clothes and never really having a say in what the final product was going to be. I mean, for obvious reasons. Um, but I, you know, at that time, blogging wasn't really a thing yet. Um, but it started, it started growing, uh, globally and then in Canada as well. Um, and then, I just started a blog. I was encouraged by one of my photographer friends and he said, you should just start posting stuff like whatever it is. And, uh, and yeah, so I did that. And then, um, you know, in the meantime, I finished university. I worked as an accountant. Um, and you know eventually i just said i can't do this accounting thing anymore i really want to focus on doing creative things and uh taking photos i started shooting other people because the my my problem was that um i just didn't really i didn't even think about shooting myself. Um, You know, even though it started that way, I was very interested in uh, creative direction and styling and photography. So I ended up buying a camera and then started taking photos of like stylish people around me. I originally thought that I was going to become like a street style photographer. That was a really big passion of mine. I loved meeting people that way. It's like, how often can you walk up to total strangers on the street and just like ask them to take a photo and you not only make them feel really good about themselves, but then you can, you end up just creating a big network of people that way. Um, so I really loved that. But then I met Tyler and it just seemed so much easier to turn the camera on me because we were together all the time. So then we started thinking of things to shoot and, um, And then, yeah, and then we started working together. He was, uh, he was shooting stock at the time, so he needed help producing shoots. Um, I knew a lot of models, stylists. I did a lot of the the work myself, um, and we started a company and then, and then it just sort of like evolved, started evolving over time. And, uh, and I, you know, my blog became more focused on fashion and style and, um, you know, that's what people were paying us money to do. So that's what we went with um and you know it's still evol- it's still evolving it's still growing uh things are changing sort of you're pivoting you know the big word of quarantine <laughs> you're pivoting as you need and like yeah. and you know not just for the industry itself but also for your own interests like you just you get tired of doing the same thing over and over and you try to find things that excite you and that you want to work on instead or whatever it is. So, uh, but digital creators is the word that I use. I hate the word influencer. Um, (laughs) I, I, I mean, we always say like, you can't, you can't call yourself an influencer because it really defeats the purpose. You, if you're influencing other people, then that's great. Um, but first and foremost, like you're a creative person, you're, you're, making things that make you happy that you're excited to share with the world.
1: That's hilarious. Yeah, I, I never thought about that way. You can't really call yourself an influencer. Maybe someone else can call you that. But Yeah, if they want to call you that <laughs> yeah, Totally, if, yeah <laughs> If they want to
0: Well, it's also a lot of pressure Like, if you're calling yourself that Then you must think very highly of yourself
1: <laughs> Listen, okay, I influence people <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: totally And like, I don't know, I, I'm Polish My background is Polish I moved to Canada when I was 13 And I just, mm-hmm. I don't know Like, I was always raised to be very modest And very humble about yeah. the things that I do And I, f- I kind of feel like you know, other people, I, other people sort of decide whether or not the work that you're doing is good because you mm. can't make everybody happy. Yeah. Uh, so all you can do is just you create the things that make you happy and then hopefully it, it resonates with somebody out there.
1: Yeah. Well, now that uh, you've been doing this since, I guess... You met Tyler, which I think is really funny too. Again, if you haven't heard my interview with Tyler, go back and listen to that after you're done listening to this episode. Uh, it is funny how your stories kind of aligned at a certain point. He was doing street photor- photography as well, right? When you guys mm. met, or uh,
0: he was did doing. Did you get stock. him into
1: it? Okay. Yeah,
0: I was. I got him into it. So he was. He was doing <laughs> cool. mostly stock. I mean, he's very. He's much more introverted than I am. Um, so he. It, like, it it wasn't as natural to him to, like, go up to strangers and just ask them to be in photo shoots. Mm-hmm. So then once he met me, like, I would, you know, I would go up to, to, to total strangers, like, kids, and be like, oh, you look so cool, we want to take photos of you, or photos of you, but you're underage, so can we get your parents to sign releases and, like... <laughs> And you know, and also too, like it is just more creepy for a guy to do that. You know, a yeah. guy going up to a bunch of like underage girls on the street asking them for that, <laughs> versus a girl. So yeah.
1: <laughs> so here we are, 2020. You've got 116,000 followers on Instagram with that uh, illustrious blue check mark next to your name. Your, <laughs> your feed is just gorgeous. I love uh, the color choices that you guys pick. Every photo is just so vibrant compositions are beautiful lots of great texture and um, the clothing that you choose and the backgrounds that you choose all go together so nicely how did you oh, guys, thank you how'd you guys craft this is it really a partnership between you and Tyler on just this image of Anya B
0: um so I feel like uh, the the biggest thing for me is that I wanted not to follow the trends that I see. Um, I feel like for the for the longest time, there was like a moment in time when Instagram was all about like black and white desaturated photos. And I was just seeing it everywhere. And I was like, I couldn't look at it anymore. I just wanted... Um, I wanted me to represent something else. I've I've had, I just have this, I don't know. I have this, uh, what is the word? Aversion to sameness, um, uh-huh. like naturally. Uh, and I just, you know, if I see everybody going right, then I want to go left. That's just who I am. Yeah. So color was like an obvious thing. I mean, now I see more and more people doing color and I love it because it also makes me happy. Um, yeah. Like when, when I, I think also that you can tell, more of a more of a story with color. Um and it also lends itself to to the world better because there's so many beautiful places in the world, natural and man-made, um, that uh, you know uh complement color so well. So yeah. um you know the the way that Tyler and I work to to create these images um he, he definitely has a lot to say about like the, the colors and the edits of it. Um, you know, I'll sit there and I'll tell him what I want it to look like. Um, he's done, he's, he's worked on a, a bunch of presets as well. Um, but his and my tastes also differ a lot. Um, like whenever he does, whenever he does, uh, edits on, he did like a live edit, uh, of photos on his YouTube Mm-hmm. And and I was watching it, and like every time he was doing something, I'm like, "No, you can push it further. You can make it look like brighter and more poppy <laughs> and whatever." And I think, I think because he's sitting in front of it, he he he's comparing it to the before. He's not looking yeah. at the after. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I mean, like it's it's definitely a, a collaboration, um, and he helps a lot um, in sort of helping me focus because my mind is also all over the place all the time. So I'll come up with ideas and sometimes like, sometimes I'll be sitting at home and just be thinking about like, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. And then like, I just feel too overwhelmed to do anything at all.
1: Yeah. So he's there.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a disease. (laughs) I really uh, wish that I could be, sorry.
1: I was just going to say, uh, I can, I can really relate to you because, I, I'm scatterbrained, and I was just gonna say Tyler and I have been kind of going back and forth on Twitter about um, sweatpants and jeans the last two days. Yeah. So, and I wear sweatpants. <laughs> I'm wearing sweat sweat shorts right now. And, oh sweet. Uh, and then he says, I'm trying "I just to don't find understand." Some sweat shorts. <laughs> He's like, "I still understand. Adults wear jeans, okay?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm an adult and I wear sweatpants." And I don't yeah. Care
0: yeah I think I think Tyler has some hangups that he needs to overcome for sure. <laughs> he also doesn't wear sandals. I'm just like really? just wear sand yeah or shorts oh in general.
1: oh, he's California will casual him down because literally, yeah, like everybody <laughs> here wears shorts and sandals all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean he he was in California for a little bit when we met, uh-huh. and he didn't. So like oh. he was very yeah he was very adamant about not breaking his, but his style. It's
1: all about the style though. I mean I wear a fanny pack and Yeezys and like he wears denim everything and has a really very like yeah clean. He's cut. much
0: yeah he's like definitely not streetwear at his all.
1: Style his style goes with jeans so that's fine and we yeah, can both... but it's
0: also his body type too I think
1: okay. he's like
0: he's he's very slim and um it's just like what. He knows what looks best on him, so... Does he look good? You know, I try uh, not to it.
1: Are you the encourager of the beard, or do you like... I, mean, I am. Of course you like him both ways. I mean, you married the guy, but... Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: I am. I like the beard a lot. um In a in a weird Oedipus way, I mean, my dad had a beard, and I just like I just I'm used to guys with beards. <laughs> and also too, though, like I think my brother is unable to to grow a beard at all, and I think there's a <laughs> lot of guys that can't at all. Yeah. So like, if you have it, you should definitely use it. You know, like if you can grow a good beard, then you should have a beard.
1: <laughs> it's funny, uh, I just because i was bored during quarantine i shaved my beard and my son and i took my glasses off and my son like literally had no idea who i was for a while
0: my my dad when i was little my dad shaved his beard and i cried
1: oh wow because yeah because it's the
0: same like you you couldn't recognize who he was i take my my glasses
1: off when my eyes hurt and my son will grab them and say dad dad gases gases i'm like i don't i don't have to wear my glasses all the time (laughs) oh cute anyway sorry way off topic um so back to color composition. So do you actually edit the photos yourself? Do you guys kind of go back and forth on who edits what? Or how's the um, workflow look like when it comes to post We go back and
0: forth on like who does what sort of. So we take a photo. Um, I'll select it. Uh, then I'll send it to Tyler to do cleanup. And then he'll send it back to me to do wow. color. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like it just it goes. It's like, I don't know. It's a workflow that we have just perfected over the years. So, That's awesome. um, yeah, because he's faster at like Photoshop and Lightroom. Um, and I, and I just know what I want in terms of colors and stuff. Um, yeah. also I use different tools uh, than he does. So, and then, you know, it depends. Like, also I find when you're editing something for a phone, uh, when you're looking at, at an uh, in Instagram, for example, it's a predominantly phone app, so it will yeah. be viewed on a phone. Colors, ma- like colors just have a totally different, um, they, they look different on a phone and they look different on a computer. Uh, like mm-hmm. you can get away with a lot less, uh, a lot less sort of poppiness Mm-hmm. in a computer photo like when you're looking at it on a web browser than when mm-hmm. you look at it on a phone um or so print, i think like print yeah tours. oh totally mm-hmm. yeah so i think uh tyler is better at uh finishing them off for the blog uh for the web and then i'll do them for the phone uh so yeah it cool. really depends which one which one you're looking at <laughs>
1: One thing that I noticed, um, I have your Instagram pulled up, by the way. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. scrolling through it as we're talking. And yeah. this may or may not be like a, a, a choice, but I think it is a creative choice. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, de- uh, there's a deep depth of field on all your photos. I'm actually not seeing a ton of like blurriness, like uh, bokeh, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, because almost every shot that's on your account, you're, Put in a uh, a place and the the mm-hmm. environment that you're a part of is almost as much of a character as you. Um, yeah, totally. Is, is that a decision that you guys have chosen? I mean, I yeah, barely good, see good any, eye. I barely see any <laughs> uh, like portrait shots with bokeh. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: no. Um, so I think uh, it started off because so when we were doing Instagram in the very beginning, it was very there was like a moment when. People were like, "You can't, you can't post a photo on Instagram that's not taken with a phone. Like it's cheating if you post it, that uh, <laughs> yeah. a photo that was taken on a, a DSLR." Mm-hmm. So we weren't doing that for the longest time, and then I don't know, things changed, and you were all of a sudden allowed <laughs> to post <laughs> yeah. DSLR photos. But then at that point, we were just so used to shooting uh, like really wide. Uh-huh. Um, that we just continued doing that. Uh, And so even now when we're not shooting with a phone, we will use a really wide lens uh, Mm -hmm. to sort of give that, illusion of a phone lens um and even now with like phones do portrait mode and all of that stuff um, I still prefer it I still prefer um the wide because like you said the environment does play such a big part of every story and every photo um I just like to be able to see everything that's happening around um I like to see it as a viewer of other people's work Mm -hmm. um so I just put that in mind
1: And it really stands out again when you uh, when you're on your phone. You want to have what they call you know the thumb stopper um, image of like you know while you're scrolling. There's just this beautiful port. You know, do you do uh, four by five for everything?
0: Four by five, yeah. Most most of it is four by five. There's like I just posted posted a square the other day because it was a repost from somebody else's work. It was somebody's illustration. I was just like, oh, I really wish I had this in four by five.
1: Oh yeah, I see that. I guess you could have mm-hmm. cropped it, but you would have lost some of the composition of it.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, and it's somebody else's work too, so I just want to make sure that it retains its yeah. originality.
1: What a what a pure creator! I love that a creator's brain. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love that. Uh, what lens do you guys choose to shoot on? Thirty-five millimeter or twenty-eight or uh, what?
0: 24 to 70 is the lens of choice. Um, mm-hmm. We've we started shooting with it uh, for weddings. That was like our big wedding lens, mm-hmm. um, and then it just sort of, I don't know, by default became the one that we're using all the time. Like we were using a 70 to 200 for a lot for a lot of like. So again, like the difference between uh, the photos for the blog versus photos for Instagram. Like yeah. on the blog, we would use a lot more bokeh. Um, yeah. Just sort of that look, uh that sort of like you know, uh like a, it just seemed like more of a yeah, more right. of a professional photo from a DSLR. Mm-hmm. Then on Instagram you wanted to look a little more raw, a little more like real life, whatever. Um so, yeah, 70 to 200, but then it just became so heavy to travel with. Mm. And Tyler's the one that always lugs around the gear. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like it was it was kind of his choice. Um, but also, too, like we were we took that 70 to 200 to Vegas one time and we dropped it and it just like phew, oh. that was that was expensive to replace. And, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was not fun to deal with in general. And you know, also to for like the purposes of being more sneaky, you can't really sneak around with a 70-200. To <laughs>
1: yeah, totally. Um especially on a full frame body. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you guys shoot on Canon? I n- I know Tyler's a Canon guy.
0: Yeah, both of us are on Canon. So, uh when we met, I mean, the a big part of why we ended up like getting together in the first place is because I was just sort of at the beginning stages of my photography. Mm-hmm. Um and when we met, I was like just asking him a lot of questions. Um, you know, like trying to gain as much knowledge. Uh, and I think he just liked that a lot. <laughs> he <laughs> like, liked oh, being she the- likes me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he liked being the mentor and uh, yeah. I mean he's really great at teaching. Uh people love to hear oh, yeah. him talk about gear and and the process and stuff he is a lot more focused than I am too, so like he can really um he can really organize his thoughts in a much more efficient way than I can
1: <laughs> and that's coming from an accountant
0: yeah <laughs> yes well, I'm good with numbers, but he's good with uh just focusing in general yeah. um
1: mean, you guys are the perfect uh couple then
0: yeah yeah we we uh we definitely. Uh, complete each other's da- drawbacks <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's what you want and I, I can relate my wife is the exact same um so totally yeah um she's upstairs right now with the two kids trying Aww. to keep them quiet it's, import-
0: it's important to have somebody i mean like i dated guys that were just like me and i can't even imagine where that yeah. would have ended up yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I think a lot of people have the uh, creatives, especially have this like dream of, like, okay, I'm going to marry somebody who is just like me a photographer, creator, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you guys sort of have that, but like you've said, it's because you have those opposites, you balance each other out. And it's important yeah, to have yeah. that. My wife oh, is sure. not in the creative field at all, but. Um, she balances me out with like real life, like normal stuff keeps me grounded. Mm-hmm, keeps ground, me, yeah. She'll like say, Hey, what are you doing today? What's your schedule today? Just, and just her asking me that gives me a reason to like have a schedule. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I feel don't...
0: like I also ask Tyler that every day. What's the plan for tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, at the same time, like we, we do, we are still like, we are both creative, but, um, I think that there's still a lot of differences and there are moments where him and I, you know, either don't see eye to eye or, um, or we, we struggle sometimes with, um, it's sort of like a power balance. I want to say, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but like, because, you know, he works on his own, uh, social media stuff and his YouTube and his Instagram, and he works with clients that don't have anything to do with me and then vice versa. Sometimes, you know, we, you know, we, we can't find the right balance of like, when are we working on your stuff? When are we working on my stuff? When are we working on together stuff? Um, And, you know, from the very beginning also, uh, there was a big sort of disconnect because my, the first social media stuff and blogging stuff we were working on was mine. Um, And a, a problem that arose was that, It was all my name. So I was behind all of it. I was the one taking credit for it all, but he was helping create it. And he started feeling like, you know, sort of like a second tier citizen or whatever in a relationship. (laughs) And that was, yeah, that was hard because like, you know, on my from my perspective, I wanted him to have full credit for everything. So even now, to this day, every time if the blog gets nominated for an award or anything like that, um, we just always stress that it's both of us. It's. Mm-hmm. It's called Anya B, but it's Tyler and Anya that's working on it, Um, and it's both of them that will get the recognition.
1: I'm interrupting this podcast briefly to tell you guys about the brand new DJI Mavic Air 2 Cinema Series Filters from Polar Pro. If you aren't aware, the newest drone from DJI just came out. It's called the Mavic Air 2. It's the second generation of the more affordable, smaller, lightweight drone from DJI. The thing that makes the Mavic Air 2 stand out against the lineup of other drones from DJI is the fact that the size of the drone itself is so compact and easy to travel with, but the quality and performance of the camera built into it is still high enough to be considered a professional camera. But like all drones with built-in cameras, there's one thing that you really need to get the most cinematic shots possible, and that is a neutral density filter. Well, you're in luck because Polar Pro has just announced the brand new Cinema Series filters for the Mavic Air 2. There's two packages that you can choose from, the Vivid Collection and the VD Filter. First, let me tell you about the Vivid Collection for the Mavic Air 2. The kit includes ND8, ND16, and ND32, all with polarization filters built into them. Those three filters Strengths are really going to handle most situations that you're going to face with your drone. You want to make sure that your shutter speed is set double to what your frame rate is. So for example, if you're shooting at 24 frames per second, you want your shutter speed to be around 1 of a second. And because the drone doesn't have the ability to adjust your aperture, once you set your shutters down to 1 50th of a second, even at the lowest ISO settings, the image is going to be completely blown out and overexposed. That's why when you're using a drone, you have to have an ND filter to keep your shutter speed at the right setting when you're shooting outdoors. Now the thing that makes the Vivid Collection from PolarPro so great is the addition of the polarization filter attached to the ND itself. Adding a polarizer to your camera can completely change its capabilities by removing reflections, cutting glare, and increasing color saturation. Now, the other filter that we're selling is the VND filter, which is very similar to the very popular Peter McKinnon VD that we sell as well. You can buy the VND in either a two to five stop VND or a combo set that comes with a two to five and a six to nine stop VND system. This is gonna be the most versatile setup that you can get. Basically, with only two filters, you're able to cover between two to nine stops of ND filtering with everything in between. It's really amazing what you can do with these filters. All of these filter sets are on our website. And for a limited time during this special launch, you can save $10 off all Mavic Air 2 filter sets. So if you just put a pre-order down for the Mavic Air 2, or you're considering getting the Mavic Air 2, now's the time to jump on getting your full cinema setup by buying the Mavic Air 2 filters from Polar Pro. So again, go to PolarPro.com and check this out. The new filter setup for the Mavic Air 2, $10 off only now. Go check it out. Now, let's go back to my conversation. When was your last blog post? Was it the ski post? I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, find... the ski post. Yeah, I was just going to say that was back in February. Are yeah. you like what are your current thoughts like 2020 in terms of running and and being active on a blog?
0: Um, I think that it's more for me than anything else. Um, I I still really enjoy looking at it. Um, It's, A lot more, it's not a lot more work, but with the way that Instagram has just sort of taken over the importance in people's minds, uh, you know, people aren't walking around with their laptops anymore. They're not, (laughs) uh, they're not really on web browsers as much. Um, they're using social media, like apps is what it's all about. So I'm, the priority is definitely Instagram, um, in the amount of content, um, you know, you post there every day. So every photo gets to be very well crafted and it takes a lot more time, uh, to do it now versus when we started, but I still really do like, uh, you know, a, gl- a good blog post. Um, so when, whenever there's an opportunity to do a bigger shoot or take more photos, um, I like to, I like to put it up there. Um, sometimes I'm not going to, you know, sometimes I'll, we'll shoot something and then it doesn't get posted for six months. Uh, But I will still go back to it. Like I still feel it's important to, to do it uh, for, and for longevity reasons as well. Uh, One day when Instagram might not be relevant anymore, or it might disappear completely, I still have a space online that is my own that nobody can take away from me.
1: Exactly. And um, your blog is really well put together. I don't, no if you did you have like a custom web designer do this or is this a template that you've used I mean uh, it's just really well crafted and looks like a magazine or something
0: Oh thanks yeah we did we we worked with a designer uh to do it uh the problem is that WordPress does, um, updates all the time. And because we don't really, we don't really have the backend, uh, on lock (laughs) as we would like, um, we have to, we have to always keep that sort of, uh, that we we can never update it basically. Um, so what I started, I, I wanted to learn how to code. I started taking some classes, um, but like with everything else, it just, yeah, it's, it's going to take forever to get there, work. but, but I really would like to learn how to, to code just so that I could take control over myself.
1: Wow. So tell me about your process when a, when a brand comes to you and they want to work with you, like what, you know, do they come with an idea? Do you pitch them ideas? Do you even like cold call people? Like just send them mm-hmm. an email and say, Hey, I'm, I'm a, uh, what do you call yourself? I'm not an influencer, digital but I'm a digital creator. <laughs> I'm a, hi, I'm a digital creator and I'd love to partner yeah. with you. Like, do you yeah. send out emails? Do people just reach out? I mean, how does it work? I mean, at this point, I would imagine a lot of people do reach out, but how yeah, does that process actually,
0: So because of when we started, we have never had to pitch to clients. Um, we've been very lucky that they've always come to us. Um, I will, I will reach out to brands that I really like, uh, that I find that are new brands and connect with them and just be like, Hey, I really want to try out this product or I want to connect, like, let's have a conversation. Maybe we can work together in the future. Um, yeah. but it's never, um, it's never been about, um, you know, wanting to do something immediately. I feel like it's more about the relationship when we reach out to other people, when, when mm-hmm. When brands reach out to us, um, it's, yeah, usually, you know, it's about, um, I would say maybe 30% of the time they will have an idea of what they want to do. And then the rest of the time they want us to create a concept. Uh, Mm -hmm. They kind of come to us with... um, you know, the the assumption that this is our job and and we will know how to not only talk to our audience the best, but also know how to approach a project in the most uh, sort of sensical way um, to represent their product uh, in a way that resonates with the people that we present it to. Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely times where people will come to us and say that and then they'll they'll sort of be like, okay, you can do that. But then how about you do this instead? (laughs) And, uh, and the, and it'll turn, and it turns out that they do have a very specific idea of what they want to do. Um, so it's a mix for sure. Uh, but, but we've been really lucky. I mean, we, we get to work with some amazing clients and they, they let us be very, um, very free with the content that we create. They put a lot of trust in us, uh, which is good. But I think, you know, the more time has passed since the sort of onset of this industry, the more brands want to have more control because they will be working with a lot of people that are just starting out or uh, that maybe don't have a full grasp on the creative process. Um, And I think, you know, understandably, they want to make sure that everything that comes out is um just representative of of the brand
1: yeah and so every day that goes by for you if you're are you always like doing client work every day or do you also just fill in the days with your instagram account and you just you and tyler just go find something to shoot because you just need something
0: yeah um I mean when things are good and there's no corona we definitely work a lot uh, on client stuff but we uh, we do also make sure that uh, the content is you know majority of our content needs to be organic and um, and it needs to be what we like uh, so yeah I mean you know sometimes when you don't see a sponsor post you um, That just means that we were working for a client that didn't really have anything to do with our social media because that's, you know, that's uh, the other side of our, our job and our company is video and production, uh, sorry, photo and video production for outside clients. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people that just want a campaign shot uh, with other models or, or whatever that may be. Um, So, yeah just, I mean, we try to work a lot. I'm, I'm a total workaholic. Um, and when I'm not doing stuff, I really get stir crazy. Even now, you know, when, when people are sort of taking a step back and a break, I'm, I'm still trying to create every day and keep myself busy and stuff because I, yeah. if I'm not, if I'm not putting things out there every day that make me happy and make me proud, I like start feeling useless. It's, <laughs> I hate that feeling. <laughs>
1: Just wait till you have kids, and then you try to do all this. It's great,
0: oh, I can't even imagine actually, we're talking about having kids, and I, every I time it. i th- every time I think about it and then i and then I go way out the pros and cons I just i don't know. I just cannot <laughs> get myself through that threshold
1: yeah i uh I was actually just i went for like a little walk yesterday by myself. um I haven't like been alone to like with my thoughts in a long time, and so I just went out and I was just like. Man, when I was like in my early twenties, I really was a workaholic, but it was also because I could be. Like, I yeah yeah yeah. We were just dating. Like, I wasn't married. I I had nothing like else to do. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really glad that I worked uh, hard because it built a a a foundation for me. And now, like, I'm lucky to get four or five hours of work done a day. Oh my god! Well, but are
0: you? Do you find that you become more efficient because you have less time?
1: Yeah, totally. But I kind of have to be. I've talked a lot about this with my counselor who I see once a week, but yeah, I'm oh, good. I've had to just come to terms that, like for the next probably two to three years, I'm gonna have to be okay with this because, yeah, like it's just my reality right now, and, um, this I'm, is
0: where you're really gonna age,
1: yeah, I'm finding that like uh, I mean, it's just it is more fulfilling to be a dad than to just be a workaholic anyways, so yeah, um, oh, good. Yeah. That's you'll something. See. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll see. Um, but yeah, like my wife stays home and I'm able to work and she can stay home and stuff. Um, but even then, like it's a co parenting thing. I think it's wrong to just put all that on uh one person. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah for sure. Um so yeah. She my... still wants
0: some me time at least. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is like kids just seem like a twenty four seven commitment. <laughs> And I do, and I, and I still do like, as much as I do like to work, I also like to just sit on the couch and, (laughs) and just scroll on my phone.
1: Yes. (laughs) Watch movies and whatever. Yeah. 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 No, I, uh, I mean, there is an age where the kids go to school. Uh, so that's eight But then you're also,
0: but because of that, then you're trapped because then all of a sudden your schedule becomes a nine to three or whatever, and you can't travel anywhere because they're in school.
1: Unless you do what, I have some friends that like sold everything and bought an RV and they just yes. travel the world and they homeschool.
0: Homeschool. That's but, what I always think about. I don't yeah. know. I just don't know. And that's then the have, thing is like.
1: And you're going to have like the most beautiful kids and like having them involved in the photo shoots will be awesome anyways. Like dresser, dress, her, well, dress her the kids So up that's the
0: thing is like you could get lucky and you could get a kid that's like totally chill and like into it. But then you yeah. could get somebody that like wants to be their own individual that doesn't want to have <laughs> yeah. anything to do with it. And then what do you do? <laughs>
1: Oh no! God forbid the kids an individual.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like you have to be thinking about all all of the things, you know. Yeah, it's no, a my, big decision to make.
1: My cousins are uh, wedding photographers, and they they're whatever influencers. They've got a couple hundred thousand followers or whatever, and uh, mm-hmm. they they've made their kids part of the whole brand now. Like every other yeah. post is like a gorgeous photo of their kids and stuff. So there's ways to make it work.
0: For sure. I mean, I mean like, yeah, I, but I always wonder because, you know, like I have my, our nephew who is 17. He like doesn't want his mom to share his photos anymore on social media. So oh, then yeah. what do you do? Then you've like, then you've crafted this like world around you. And then they say like, that's, that's it. That's enough.
1: But that's a, yeah, that's a different context. I'm sure his mom isn't like you, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's no, definitely I, a lot, a lot to figure out.
1: I recommend it. It's It makes you just really get focused, like you said. You have way yeah. more purpose. Everything in your life has a reason that yeah, you're, you're l- there to- People
0: say that. People say it gives you the meaning of life. But then, you know, on the other hand, <laughs> I'm like, but are all people that have kids saying that because they already have them and they can't go back? So, like, that's the only... <laughs> Thing no, that they no. can say
1: now. <laughs> no, you'll am But you'll I'm, see. I'm
0: definitely, I'm definitely uh, having a lot of conversation with a lot of people about kids because I'm just like, I just want to figure out what the yeah. real deal is.
1: <laughs> Do you sometimes feel like um, this uh, online content creator job that you have was like the perfect job for you? Like it, it found you and now you are in love with this, this career that you've chosen?
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, like, I honestly, I think... We are. We look at the world in a different way. Um, we get to experience it, I think, more deeply because of our job. Uh, I mean, I think that I think there's a lot of people that you know will argue that people that post to Instagram are 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 very shallow and they just care about the photo and they go to places, take a photo, and then leave. Uh, but I I think that it takes us like it'll take us hours to you know like we'll, we'll go to a place that we've been wanting to visit forever. And we will stay there for like hours on end just so that we can experience it fully because it'll take us longer because of the photos or whatever. But then we want to look at it from every angle and, and see it and learn about it. And like, you know, every, every time we, we do something new or we see something new, we'll Google the history of it and try to, try to really understand, um, where we are and why, why we get to see it today, you know, um, and really appreciate it because I think, I mean, especially in times like right now, you really get to see that all of those moments were so, so special. Um, and you just miss them so much.
1: Yeah, I think when it's attached to your job like that, uh, you ha- you do have this reason to seek those things out. And if you mm-hmm. were just simply traveling for the sake of traveling, maybe you wouldn't want to spend the extra expense to go on that excursion or like yes. spend the extra totally. th- two or three hours to go to that one place. You know, it's mm-hmm. like ah, oh, well, there's this really nice restaurant right here. Let's just go here instead. You know.
0: And you, I think, I think because you want to become the expert in it, mm-hmm. um, you want to yeah know it inside and out and stuff but yeah i don't like if if we weren't doing what we're doing now like i don't know what i would be doing <laughs> like i it's just <laughs> it's just such a hard thing to imagine um so just yeah always always being grateful for what we get to for what we get to do for sure
1: in 2016 you were nominated for canadian art and fashion award cafa mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. tell me about that and like what is cafa <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, so, CAFA is the yeah Canadian Fashion and Arts Awards. Um, I was nominated three times. I'm actually nominated for it again this year. Oh, uh, and they were they were supposed to be happening at the end of the month, but they are not going to be anymore. I don't know if I don't know what's happening. If people are still voting or not. Um, so, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's basically, uh, you know, the awards to, uh, showcase Canadian artists and designers and, and people that work in the community, uh, here in the North, North of your border. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, and just, you know, like a, a space for, uh, to, to acknowledge each other's work and, um, yeah. It, it's a really great event. Uh everybody gets together for a for a gala. Um and yeah, it was really working really looking forward to it. And obviously it's an honor to be nominated uh every year. The 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 selection that they make um is from across the whole country. Um so it's not so you know, it's it's a big pool of people, so it's always very flattering to be Part of that.
1: Do you have any courses or anything like that? Have you considered doing education on what you guys have learned over all these years? Um, obviously, Tyler's channel and what he does is a lot of education-based content. Yeah,
0: yeah, we actually do have uh, courses. <laughs> um, they just came out. Uh, I don't they're just rolling website. them out. No, so we're waiting. They're not from us. Um, okay. Light Tricks, it's called Light Tricks Academy. Um, it's the same people that created Facetune and QuickShot, uh, Pixel Loop apps. Um, so cool. last year we went to Israel and Jordan uh, to shoot a series of travel photography and portrait photogra- photography courses. Um, so you, if you Google Light Tricks Academy, um, they're on, they're on there and I know ads for it are coming out on Instagram right now as well. Um, the problem is that they're only available in US and Canada right now. Um, so I think we're waiting for this whole COVID thing to yeah, pass and uh, they'll be rolling it out globally. So we can't wait for everybody to be able to... Uh, to get them, um, so we haven't been talking much about it yet because they're not available for everyone. If sure. we do talk about it, we want everybody to be able to to download them. I had mentioned them a couple of times in my stories, um, but yeah, the, they're out. They are available for people that that live in Canada and the and the US right now, um, and they're great. They're only twenty bucks uh, yeah, for yeah. for I think an hour and a half um, of like 10 minute uh, lessons on different things. They're meant to be for mobile photography. So anybody uh, who wants to take good photos with their phone or with a camera, obviously, uh, not professional photographers, it's most it's mostly for uh, like amateur, um, you know, every a, any person that wants to take good photos.
1: Yeah, everybody go check it out. If you're interested in learning, it's academy.lighttricks.com. Um, there's only one T. And again,
0: I guess I should say the the reason, so I'm, again, I'm not a teacher like Tyler. Tyler's a great teacher. So, uh, he, he was the one that was, um, he was the one that was sort of the main, uh, teacher in these, but there are courses in here that I'm doing, um, mainly things that have to do with styling and, uh, creative direction and stuff like that. Um, so my strong suits, uh. yeah yeah, Tyler Tyler's the teacher here
1: (laughs) (laughs) so uh because you have a background in accounting and you said you're good with numbers is there Mm -hmm. any tips or tricks that you can share with creatives who might struggle with uh finances and uh you know taking hold of their books and just overall bookkeeping in general do do you do all the bookkeeping or do you guys have a person or uh
0: we have a bookkeeper I do our taxes um but yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is to incorporate. Uh, 100%. Don't stay a self-proprietor. Yeah. Uh, you're going to save a lot of money on taxes uh, because you're you're not a self-proprietor. There's also a lot more um, benefits to it. I mean, the the sole reason to do it is to have, to be able to have a tax number and, you know, have that ink behind your name and you just get treated a lot differently, uh, a lot more professionally that way. It's just a, it's a mindset. It's sort of like, a, um, you know, it's a, it's a thing that that does that doesn't really mean much, but it really does from an outside perspective. Um, yeah, that's. I would say that that was the most important thing, and I talk about it a lot too. I've been, I've been uh, trying to create um, uh, more of a regular series on my IGTV about money and and taxes and just like quicker videos, not just interviews, but like quicker videos with tips about how to run your business better.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing you got a forty minute video. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of them. Let's talk about money. So if you guys want to learn more about that, you've got a lot of great content on your IGTV. Yeah, um, yeah. And
0: those money videos are good because they're, they're, uh, talking to other creatives about, um, how they make money and not just on a surface level. Like, I want, when I'm talking to people about money, I'm very snoopy. Like, I want to know all of the details. Yeah. Like, don't tell me how you succeeded. Tell me how much money you spend in order to succeed. Tell me how much money you're making now. Was it worth it? Uh, like those, those kinds of things, uh, super yeah. important because it's easy to, it's easy to see people succeed succeeding and stuff but there's so much more that goes into that um that you don't you don't you don't get to find out unless you ask those questions
1: well yeah let me ask you uh at what point did you guys start making money was there was there a time where you guys were kind of struggling financially to to do this and you were taking a risk or were you i mean i know Mm -hmm. tyler was working at the stock footage place did you guys have kind of normal jobs uh while you were building this
0: yeah. So when I first, when I quit my accounting job, I've only, I only saved about $10,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and I moved out to Victoria. That's where Stocksy is based. Um, that's where Tyler was working. And he was still working at Stocksy for about a year and a half, I think afterwards. So we always had like a backup money, um, you know, with, with having another job, of course, that means that you're sacrificing time in order to, Or time for creativity. So you don't have as much time to to shoot your own stuff. Um, so there was a time when we started making more money creatively. Um, and you know, we're still selling photos on, on Stocksy as well. Um, that we just said like, we have to focus a hundred percent on this. And that's what we did. I mean, for, you know, the, for, for the first, first little bit, Tyler also came into our relationship with a little bit of debt. So it took uh, a little bit of time to pay off his debt and stuff. And I'm very, like, I always want to feel very secure. Uh, I hate the feeling of like, not knowing if I'm going to have enough money next month to pay off my bills. So mm. I tried to never be in that position. Uh, so we definitely, qu- like, Tyler quit Stocksy um, in a time when we just felt, more secure. And even if we didn't get a job next month or whatever, we had some savings so that we could, uh, you know, hunt if we needed to for another job or whatever.
1: How long did it take to pay off uh, your debt?
0: Um, He, so he had about $40,000 worth of debt. uh, But then he also had like money sitting in a retirement savings plan. And I was just like, you have this debt, but you have these savings. So you're going to have to take those savings out and pay your debt and start from scratch. Uh, he like sold his car. Uh, it, it didn't take very long. Um, that's great. We, yeah, yeah. We, we tried to do it within a year at least, uh, just sort of like liquidate as much as possible and live minimally. Um, only worry about the essentials. Like we had practice for the quarantine already.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And now, I mean, has has uh, your income slowed down at all over these last couple months? Have you guys been, you know, fortunate enough to to continue working during the um you know COVID nineteen stuff?
0: Yeah, there's uh, there's some projects that have come through. Um, things have gotten postponed. Some things got canceled. I mean, obviously, like things like Coachella, um, a lot of travel stuff for us was canceled, um, which was unfortunate. We were trying to, we were trying to do jobs and work until the very, like very last possible minute. Like we were on our way, driving out, driving out to the mountains to do a job for a ski resort. And as we were driving there, they texted us and they're like the government just shut us down. We, this, we can't continue or whatever. Um, so, oh, and even, even after that, I was like, okay, that's fine. We're going to go down to Arizona. Let's just drive down there. <laughs> and, you know, as we we're packing up our bags, the news came out that the borders closed. So we were just kept getting like doors shut in front of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yes, we, we, we have definitely taken a hit. Um, well, it sounds income-wise. like
1: of all people, you, you could easily go a little stir crazy during this type of <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, pandemic. Oh.
1: How have you stayed uh sane or how have you at least tried?
0: Yeah, we're we're creating all the time. Um we've shot so many videos now that we have a surplus of videos. <laughs> um so we have definitely enough things to keep us busy. Uh yeah. but also very important for us to be outside right now too yeah. uh the weather is getting s- slowly getting a little bit better uh we had a couple of sun sunny days so we go on bike rides um we We get to bike to our studio, which is about a 40-minute bike ride, which is nice. Um, Go for walks, like sometimes I'll walk to the studio from our house. It's like an hour and a half walk, but like anything to keep moving. And then thankfully, our trainer started training again, uh, which so he's doing it outside so that we can, you know, keep distance and stuff. Um, But yeah, that's like very important, (laughs) just moving and getting fresh air because... Yeah, cabin outside. fever is a real thing.
1: Totally. I, I think I realized after one or two weeks of being indoors pretty much all the time, I was like, dang, I need to get outside. Like, mm-hmm. I've been stuck in this house and it's awful. So, oh, 100%. Uh,
0: like, I was grocery shopping like every day. <laughs> oh, we need this. <laughs> I'm going to run to the store just to like keep, you know, just to do something. And then, of course, they started baking. Like, I'm the worst cook. I mean, I'm not the worst. I just do not like it. I don't like cooking and uh, it's, you know, whatever. But, but uh, I have a friend who's a pastry chef and she was doing some online, uh, online tutorials or whatever, how to bake. So I started baking and then cooking and yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a crazy time. Who am I? <laughs>
1: So if there's, um, if there's some women out there who are listening to this or even guys who are inspired by what uh, you've done and they want to become a model, they want to become a creator like you, they want to build a business like you've done, what are some uh, encouraging words that you could say, like just inspiration to those types of people who are inspired by you?
0: Oh, my. Um, I don't know about inspiration, but I think a very important thing for people to know is that you can't you can't mimic somebody else's success. Your path is going to be different from everybody else. Um, You can't just copy somebody's steps, you know, in exactly the same order and hope that the same thing will happen to you. So, the important thing is to find something that you're really passionate about. Give it a hundred percent of yourself. Um, I would also from a money side really, uh, encourage to invest in yourself. Uh, but also, you know, fun, you know, self fund your business, try not to take out loans, um, just work hard and, and put all the money that you're making into your business and work hard. Like, it it's not that it things don't happen overnight i think the internet is giving us a very skewed perspective of things and things don't happen overnight things things happen for for a very select group of people and they may have to do with luck or with the people that they know or whatever it is but if you want real uh you know longevity in the things that you do it's all about hard work and persistence and uh and just being smart.
1: And uh is there anything that a lot of people don't know about Tyler that you could share with us that might be funny for people to know? Is there oh something?
0: my goodness. Um I don't any, know. Any quirk
1: any quirks, uh quirky things that he does? Um that- He
0: he really loves dad jokes. He doesn't. He doesn't seem like the funniest guy um, online, and I'm. I always. I always tell him, you know, whenever we were shooting, I'm like, just do something really stupid. Just do something really silly. Uh, But I think (laughs) that he always wants to be very serious and very professional. Um, But yeah, he's definitely a kid at heart.
1: Well, he's gonna be a great dad one day because he's already ready with those (laughs) dad jokes.
0: Yeah, totally. I think so. I think so.
1: Well, thank you so much, Anya B., for being on the podcast today. Uh, Everybody go follow Anya B. uh, Check out her website or blog, anyab.net. And then your Instagram account, of course, Anya B. Uh, Thanks again, Anya, for being on the show.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. Love talking about what we do.
1: Now we'll have to have you and Tyler on at the same time. Together. Next time. Yeah. yeah together.
0: We ha- we can play the, the newlywed game.
1: <laughs> Maybe after the <laughs> quarantine's over and you're in town, we could yeah. do it in person.
0: Yeah, totally. That would be awesome. That's the first place we're going to is coming back to California.
1: Oh, heck yeah. Surf's up. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Anya B. Everyone go follow her at Anya B on Instagram and AnyaB.net to see her amazing blog. If you enjoyed this show, would you please consider subscribing? It comes to no cost to you and it notifies you anytime a new show goes live, which, by the way, is every Tuesday morning. Once again, I'm your host, Dave Mays. Follow me on Twitter at Dave Mays. This is the Golden Hour Podcast produced by the Polar Pro Studio, and we'll see you next week.